Welcome to Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up with courage and faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who faced trials head on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Welcome to Arise, Esther, everyone. Once again, as always, it's wonderful to have you joining us. Hey, I have a great guest for you today. And if there are any worry warts in the audience, be sure to listen in. Let your friends know this is one that you don't want to miss. But my guest today is a ministry wife, mom, stepmom, and Mimi, a former chronic warrior. Yes, a chronic warrior. She loves connecting with women today, and she connects them with women in the Bible. That's interesting. Sharing a message of becoming more of ourselves through God's word. Her website, morethanyourself.com. You can check that out and you'll see her devotional there. She's the author of three books, including the new release, Cinched, Living with Unwavering Trust in an Unfailing God. And at any given day, you can find her texting her young adult kids, checking in on the neighbors, or searching a new way to cook broccoli. Hmm. I don't know if broccoli should be cooked, but in any event, Christine and her husband live in Texas. Would you please welcome my guest today, Christine Brown? Hi, Hi. Don. How so are you? To be here. I'm good. Happy to be here with you and the Arise Esther listeners. Yes. Well, we are just calling modern day Esthers to step up because like Esther, all of a sudden she just found herself in a pop quiz from God. Life is going along well, and then all of a sudden, you got to step into something brand new. You know something about that. We're going to talk about that today. We're, we're talking about having trust in God. You were a chronic worrier. What does that mean? Yes, and I would say, like Esther, I can identify with that moment. I believe we all have a moment when we begin to look at What's the worst thing that can possibly happen? And that happened with Esther when her cousin Mordecai told her, you're going to have to go before the king for your people. What did she say? She said, we all know what could happen if I do this. I could die if I go before the king without being summoned. And I can identify with that because it seemed like I'd gotten to a point in my life where I was living so frazzled that everything that came up, I would look at what's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I realized one Sunday when I went into church and I felt that familiar heaviness settle in because I just started pouring out to the Lord again. And I thought, I've been praying about this over and over and over, and I can't seem to get past it. I just wanted to get past it. You know how we do that sometimes. We say, Lord, can we just get a reprieve from this? Yes. And I just asked him, God, I know you're trustworthy, but why can't I trust you to handle this? And I think that's when I first realized that I really had a problem, not with the worry and the frustration. Those were just the byproducts. But my main issue was that I was not placing my full trust in God. Mm. 
That's a powerful insight to get to that place because I know fear it, it can be an emotion. We also know it can be a spirit that just controls our life. And I'm just curious as you're sharing your story, was there anything that you could identify in your past? Was there some trauma? Was there some, anything that happened to you that somehow gave you the reason to believe I got to take care of myself? There is no God to take care of me or did anything happen like that? Honestly, Don, I feel like up to that point, it was more of a self-sufficiency that came from my personality of wanting to be in control okay. and loving to be in control of all things. And just being a go-getter Jesus girl, that if there was a problem, I would solve the problem and get things done. But at that point, I realized something needs to change and our circumstances can't always be the thing that changes. And I really wanted to be able to learn how to walk through those circumstances well. So my husband and I, as we often do when things are, you know, getting a little stressful and we're going through difficult things, we thought, let's take a vacation. I just want to get away. A lot of times that's my answer. I want to take a vacation. Sure. And on the way back from vacation, knowing that I was wanting to learn to really trust God like I meant it and live that out. I had this unusual pain come out of nowhere in my lower back. And it was a pain that just escalated so rapidly to the point that I was sweating. I never had a pain so physically excruciating that I was sweating. And so decided, of course, that I needed to go see the doctor. And within two weeks, I heard the words colorectal cancer. Mm -hmm. And I realized in that moment, I was facing something that I needed to learn. It was my worst case scenario. I felt like Esther in that moment, this is my worst case scenario. Am I going to step into this and fully trust God with this? And that's what started me on my journey of really learning how to live out the trust that I already knew was possible. So that is a massive moment, the cataclysmic uh, explosive moment that totally interrupts your life. I'm sure your life at that moment is divided between before and after one of those kinds of moments before this yeah. happened. So you were on the road to learning how to relinquish and trust God. And that sounds like God was preparing you for a deeper trust where truly your worst case scenario could be the outcome. How, how did you tell us more about that journey? So now it's cancer. That's, that's an incredible journey. I can't imagine. It was, it was a journey filled with a lot of questions, more decisions than I ever thought I would have to make. And I would consider myself not a stellar decision maker. I would agonize over decisions and analyze every possible outcome. So here I was in a situation where I was being forced to really tune out all of those voices and focus in on God's truth for my life first. And I'd already been in a study. I was studying a woman in the Bible who many of our listeners may be familiar with her name. Her name is Rahab. Ah. And so we probably remember her as the woman who, when the Israelites were just standing on the outside of the promised land, about to enter their very first battle, the city of Jericho. And Joshua sent two Israelite spies into the land. And Rahab was the woman who 
hid the spies hid the spy. in her home, right? So I was studying about that and Rahab said something in her conversation with these two spies that really struck me. She said, I know God has given you this land. And I thought, how does she know? Like, I want that kind of assurance. I want to be able to say, I know without a doubt that God is in control. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to say she knew because she heard, she heard of the stories of the things that God had done for his people. So from her story, I learned three things that really helped me to be able to walk in steadfast trust, even though I was living out one of the most difficult times of my life. I love that you use Rahab because I think we learn so much from women in the Bible, not, not the perfect, put it all together, but these women that did life on life's terms, I mean, real stuff. Here she is, Rahab. How do you learn something from Rahab, an unbeliever, you know, this woman who is a pagan, and yet you're drawing powerful truths. In fact, you said three things. We want to hear about those. What three things did you learn about trusting God from Rahab? Well, I love that too, Dawn, because Rahab is one that we wouldn't expect. And I love the fact that I can look at a story in scripture and say, Hey, God did it for her. That gives me hope. He can do it for me too. And right. So not only did Rahab demonstrate that she knew God's character from the stories that she had heard as travelers came in and out of the city gates of Jericho, she listened and she paid attention, but then she went on to proclaim it. She told the spies, your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. And I love being able to proclaim God's word over my life and speak it. We know how important that is. But honestly, sometimes I kind of get stuck in the speaking because I love reading scripture. I love reading my devotionals. But I feel like there was a third thing. It was a step that Rahab took that I really learned from. Beyond the knowing and the saying, she said, give me some guarantee. And she took what I feel like was action based on that faith that she had, that God would come through for her. She said, I want some kind of assurance that if I help you, God is going to bring me and my family through this. And that's what I love about Rahab's story, that she was willing to walk that out. And sometimes God calls us to wait. Sometimes, you know, we have to use wisdoms, but sometimes he calls us to act on that trust which may mean just accepting the peace and joy that he gives us. Romans 15 and 13 says the God of hope will fill you with all peace and joy as you trust in him. Mm -hmm. So when we trust in him, he gives us that peace and joy to be able to live out even the most difficult times of our lives. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. So let's um, summarize that those three levels again. So the first one was she had confidence or she knew how do you know and, and that's what you say. She knew mm-hmm. the second one she proclaimed. So she yes. opened her mouth and she used her words to speak that out and put that out there. And then she acted. Yes. Okay. So how do we do that today? Like how, so, so if someone's listening to this and they are a chronic worry wart and they want to up-level their faith and trust, what does that look like? What can they do? 
I'm a big believer in practical tips. I like to have a step, something that I can do and put into practice in my daily life. And I share some of those in my recent book. It's about Rahab. But there's one thing that I'd like to share with our listeners today. One thing that I put into practice that I'm trying to do every day. I learned through coming face to face with cancer that cancer ushers in all types of what if questions. What if the treatment plan I choose doesn't work? What if the cancer comes back? Every little headache or stomach ache or pain that I have can bring in those fears again. So I like to do what I call trading what ifs for living as if. So if I feel a what if question coming on and I identify that that's an issue, I try to take a promise from God's word and change that. So for example, instead of saying, what if things don't work out the way I planned, I would say, I'm going to live as if God is working everything out for my good. Mm, And I trade that statement and start claiming that one instead of the what ifs. So that's something that I talk about in the book. There's other tips, but that's a little uh, helpful tip that the listeners could put into practice right. as well. So that's, a, that's a great, uh, great trigger and then reframe. So when the question comes, what if some scary thought that has what if involved in it, then you reframe that to I will live as if. Right. And then step it out. And I bet initially when I've done some renewing of my mind, I've had to do something like that 30 times a day or 30 times a minute. So at first, I bet that takes a while to get that new practice in and and teaching our brain that, you know, no, we're not going to fellowship and meditate on the scary thought. I'm going to set my mind and tell my mind what it's going to think about. And then you say you speak it out loud or you take that action How many times a day did you have to do that before? Does it ever become just more natural? Oh, even still, I I think that there are, I've discovered for me, there are certain triggers. There's certain, it may be a certain area of my life where I struggle, Mm -hmm. or it could even be a time of day. For me, morning, when I first wake up, before I ever grab that cup of coffee, before I even open my eyes, really. I will catch myself. And once I realized that that time of day, I was vulnerable to that, that made it easier to step into it. I don't know that I do it any less. I think I still have to reframe my thoughts just as much, but it's, it comes easier because it's a habit. It's a habit. And you know what? Um, That's so good what you say, because I understand that science tells us that I believe it's 69%, somewhere between 60 and 70 of all thoughts in the morning are negative. So there's just something about that. And, and aren't you, do you ever have this? I love it in the mornings when I wake up singing a song that God will give me or something, but a lot of times it is that negative and you have to, boy, you have to put on the armor of God and guard your mind right off the bat. Don't you? That's right right away. And so, okay, so we're starting to lean on God, relinquishing control. That's no easy feat. (laughs) And how do you relinquish control? That's another affirmation. God, I give you this. I let go. I, I trust you. 
any other thoughts about how do we grow this trust in God in our daily life? Well, there's a, there's a verse that became very real to me in all of this in my journey. And it's Hebrews 10 and 23 that says, let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I read that so often we waver, but I love that that's in God's word because it makes me feel real that we do falter on a daily basis. But the verse goes on to say, for he who promised is faithful. And earlier in Hebrews, they talk about uh, hope as the anchor for our soul. So it's that strong thing that we can hold on to that helps us when we are wavering. So I think that just looking at those promises, Mm -hmm. God's promises for our life and finding promises that speak to us that are relevant for us for what we're going through is important. And so I do offer on my website and we'll put a link in the show notes for uh, my subscribers to my website. I have a digital download that's 100 of God's promises for your unraveled heart. And that's a place to start is just having, uh, being surrounded by scripture and having it easily accessible, whether it's on our phone or a favorite concordance, or even surrounding ourselves with devotionals and uh, trusted sources with people who share about what they found in God's word to be helpful. Yes. And I love sticky notes. So they're on my mirror. And oh, yes. Those big jumbo crayons that are um, for windows. I write on my mirror scriptures. And and by the way, a, a good place to put your vision board and scripture is right there by your bed. So when you wake up, that's what you see. But um, I love what you said. And I want to follow back up on that in Hebrews, you know, without wavering. I love if you are familiar, obviously you are in Romans four, it talks about the faith of Abraham and it talks about how he faced the facts, but he never wavered in his faith. So with going through cancer, you had to face the facts because sometimes people listen and they think it's just Pollyanna and we, oh, we don't, we don't claim those facts. And, but that's not it. It's looking at the facts and saying, yet my faith is stronger. Did you experience that? I did. And that is a, that is a difficult conversation to have when we know, even with what's going on in the world today, there were friends I had at that time who were going through similar situations that may have had a different outcome than my situation. And we can easily get caught up in the questions of why, but saying, even so, whatever it is, the miracle may not be the outcome that we want or expect, but the miracle comes in the learning to trust God through it. All the way through it. So trusting is not just that God will bring you through it, but trusting that his decision and his results are what I have. I have the strength to endure this or God, I give me the peace and the grace. I I didn't come out the way I thought it would, but I have to trust that you're doing what's best for me. And that goes to God's love. 
Mm-hmm. He loves us. Yes, his love, his strength, his grace that you mentioned, and mercy, so many things. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, Psalm 73 and 26, and it talks about God as our portion. Mm-hmm. And I love that that portion can be what we need to sustain us for that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's his peace to get us through or strength to go through a difficult diagnosis, whatever it is that he can be our portion and that we learn when we learn to trust in him, we are learning that he is enough. Yes. So how long ago was this and where are you today? Give us an update. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you. This was, see, I am at the timing of this taping two and a half years from the, yes, from the treatments. Uh, three years from the initial diagnosis and the outlook is good. And we praise God for that. And I'm thankful that I had wonderful doctors and nurses and friends to help me on this journey. And then uh, just helping guide me along the way. And from it, I share a bit of my story in my book, but uh, Rahab, the way she held on to the belief that God was there for her and her family showed through in her story. And I, and Joshua didn't forget Rahab. Once they came in and conquered the land, she was spared. And the Bible tells us that she went on to live with the Israelites after that. And hers is a story, as we said before, that we can read and find hope for our own journeys, that God will never leave us or forsake us. Yes. And isn't Rahab in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, she is. That's right. So that's a powerful story and that you used her as a model of learning how to step into faith. The book is called Cinched, Living with Unwavering Trust in an Unfailing God. And it is, it's released, correct? It's ready for purchase. Wonderful. You know, Christine, I think as you're talking, there are people who have experienced some kind of explosion in their life. It may not be cancer. It may be the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job, a loss of a marriage. Perhaps they find themselves in a situation where the what if is just hammering them. What would you, what would you say? How would you pray for them? I would just pray today and ask the Lord to be their portion when their strength in their heart may fail, as the psalmist says, because we do sometimes get in those places where our strength in our heart may fail. Often. That we can allow God to be the strength of our heart and our portion forever, that his presence is good. And even when we're walking through difficult circumstances, our circumstances may not change, but by trusting in the Lord to be with us every step of the way, we can be changed. And that is what he longs to see in us is for us to be able to put our trust in him and he will change us from the inside out. From the inside out. And so for you who are listening, know it, proclaim it and act upon it. And the thing is, is that God cannot fail you couple things he can't do. He cannot lie and he cannot fail. So you're in good hands with God. 
Thank you for being with us today. I'm so blessed that you are an overcomer. You truly are a modern day Esther. Our prayers will continue to be with you and our celebration. And um, as you, as we close today, I want to just mention the book again. Tell us again, Cinched, Clinched. Mm-hmm. Cinched. Yes. And they can find out more information at cinchedbook.com. Okay. And why the title cinched? Because when Rahab tied her rope to the window to signal to the Israelites to come back for her, she cinched it, meaning she cinched her trust that they would do what they said they would do. And in the same way, when we cinch our trust to God's promises, we are trusting our lives to him. That's it. Beautiful. So everyone, this has been Arise Esther with my guest guest today, Christine Brown. And I have a question for all of you. Is this your moment to cinch up with God and arise? I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And hey, if you've not done so yet, why don't you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode. Or you can visit us at AriseEster.com. And while you're there, make sure you join the movement. Visit us today to get connected. For more information about me, Dawn Damon, visit DawnDamon.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for a free breakthrough strategy session. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.